know it's a whole thing with family and podcasts everyone you have to tell i always have to tell people like don't come in here guys <laughs> my mom just knocked on my window like five minutes ago so okay everybody welcome back to another episode of songwriting saves the world with super special guest ollie julian today hello thank you for a coming little... on yeah thank no problem. you pleasure to be here a little intro, Ollie Julian is an award-winning composer, producer, and arranger for film, TV, and commercials. A few of the projects he has recently worked on include the Netflix series Sex Education and the film How to Build a Girl, which we and many other things, but we mention those because we love those. And <laughs> yeah, so thank you so much for being here. That's okay. So we have like a kind of icebreaker game that we usually play called Right to Our Tank. But your version of it is arrange, compose, and tank. <laughs> it's, and a so, it's a little arrange, different. Arrange, compose, or what? Sorry. Arrange, compose, and then tank. So one that you just kind of throw oh, in. Okay, Water right. tank, like at a carnival. And so the three yeah. options are Harry Potter, Grey's Anatomy, <laughs> and a commercial for Marks and Sparks. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well, I've never watched Grey's Anatomy, so I don't really feel like it's a. I'm, I'm, I give that a fair fair crack of the whip but i would say um i would compose harry potter (laughs) right right uh arrange gray's anatomy i guess and uh, tank um marks and sparks (laughs) (laughs) we actually couldn't think of like a ad that was like on for like a store on tv in england so Anik's mom used to live in, in London, so oh, she really? was like, do Marks and Sparks. We have no idea what that <laughs> is. Either. She brought me back right. a bottle of gin the last time she was in London, and she got it from there. So she's like, you can yeah. use that one. You can do that. It's a great shop. It's a classic institution. Okay. <laughs> I don't know much about it, but I, I love the bottle of gin, so I love Marks and Sparks. Yeah. It's, I think Fan. it's, I don't know what the American equivalent is. JC Penney's is that a department store? Yeah, that's yeah. a department store. Yeah, it's probably a bit similar to that. That's fair. We were gonna do Target, but then we're like, I don't know if there are there Targets over across uh, the pond. No, they're not. No, they're no. not. <laughs> it's a fun shopping experience. That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so would you just start with like a background of your musical journey and how did you get into composing and doing what you do now? Uh, well, I started playing music when I was at school, uh, just in mm-hmm. bands and orchestras and stuff, and loved writing and recording music, basically. Um, mm-hmm. I got into home recording and, you know, I got a four track when I was about 14, 15 and started recording myself. And the, I suppose the the songwriting and the technical side of, you know, recording myself and composing all came along at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started writing my own music my own songs and then I um, went to do a master's in music once I finished school Mm. and then I started working at a music production company who um, create music for adverts and 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 tv and that kind of thing cool oh cool yeah we were gonna ask like if you went to school for music because like we're both songwriters but I feel like if you're fully like a composer, there's there's more like just a lot of technical things skills to yeah. know. So I was yeah, we were gonna ask about that. Uh, I did go, I, yes, I did go and do a master's in in music, but I don't think it's necessary, hundred percent necessary. Mm-hmm. You can learn those skills on the job as well. 
depending yeah. on what kind of musical background you come from uh you know will depend on the kind of uh, i guess supplementary skills or whatever you'd might you might need to learn right. on the job mm-hmm. yeah depending on what your background is i think depends on what skills you might need to pick up on the job but i don't think it's 100% yeah. necessary now yeah i feel like that's definitely true for things across the board for music like yeah i don't know it's interesting like while we've been talking to people on the podcast like some people have formal educations and stuff but like most people don't i don't know so it's always an interesting thing to ask they're pretty hands-on thing though the more you do it and if you're around a lot of creative people too i feel like that helps in in film music at least and film and tv music these days the 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 boundaries have been broken you know it's not just orchestral mm-hmm. music anymore that needs to be made for mm-hmm. for these things um and so there's no rules really there's really there really isn't there's a yeah. there's, there's a technical craft to to writing to picture which i think mm-hmm. you know you could you, again you can learn over time and you can go to school and, and learn how to do that as well but um you know that's that's not a a qualification as such it's just a a skill that you can learn yeah it's interesting that you mentioned like it's not all orchestral music anymore because like it did you like it is still a lot like in movies like um scores are orchestral music but do you have like a preference of like opening it up to more instruments and more genres or do you like kind of the classic thing of oh no well i'm i'm not really an orchestral composer so i Mm -hmm. i generally work with I guess what you'd call more band instrumentation you know guitars and keyboards and drums and that kind of stuff I often add in you know strings and other instrumentation Mm -hmm. to that but I don't I rarely start with the orchestra in mind Mm -hmm. um, because it's just not my my thing my style so when you're writing for a scene do you usually get to see the scene first or do they tell you like the premise and the feeling that you're trying to convey like what's the writing process like for film and tv well usually you've had a chat with the director or or, or the producer uh, at the beginning so you know roughly or in general what you know where you're going with the style mm-hmm. or the genre of the music and what and what have you and then you get uh it might be a rough cut or it might be the locked cut you never know um mm-hmm. and then you basically go through with the director and find the points it's called spotting you go through and you find the points where you think the cues should be um mm-hmm. and you might talk about those or you might lay up some temp music to sort of talk about you know to see what works basically mm-hmm. um and then you have a chat about what's needed and then you go away and write some stuff and often you don't right. you don't crack it first time you need to go back and do it <laughs> two or three four five six times yeah yeah that's how it goes really so it's really collaborative with the director and like you composing oh totally yeah i mean it's it's yeah. back and forth really often my relationship is between me the editor and the director mm-hmm. you know the mm-hmm. editor and the director are often sitting in the edit suite um laying in my cues and and talking mm-hmm. about them and giving me feedback like that that's how it works yeah so like speaking of collaborations like some like films or shows use like music supervisors that just pick pre-existing music and then obviously you're a composer you would create new music for a project but is there 
any like is there usually a mix of those two things and like do you collaborate with a music supervisor to make it cohesive absolutely like yeah i mean depending on the sh- on the show and, and the budget of the show and how much money right. they got to spend on the music department um you can have a a composer and a, a music supervisor a music editor um mm-hmm. on sex education i work closely with the music supervisor mm-hmm. who you know was in charge of finding the commercial tracks and clearing those and making sure we had all the licenses for right. those mm-hmm. but there was a there was a creative discussion about what you know what was needed as well and how it would mm-hmm. how all the, the the tracks that were licensed would work with the score and so how we could blend all those things together so it was cohesive as a soundtrack yeah because I always wonder when I'm watching something like the songs that you said like are commercial tracks or whatever like how do you pick where that's going to go versus where original music is going to go well often the editor will have an idea and and the director and sometimes even in the script Mm -hmm. there will be an idea of where commercial things will go Mm-hmm. You know, often in key places, key montages. I love a montage. Yeah. <laughs> or the end credits or the opening titles or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so there's often some key moments um, that they might want to use a commercial track for. Mm-hmm. Um, and score often, not always, but often just, you know, it has to fill in the gaps. Because li- licensing music can get incredibly expensive. <laughs> True. Thanks. So when you're recording original music for a show or for a movie, are you there in the recording process as well, kind of directing the musicians and recording yourself? Or are you getting like a mix back and sending notes over? Uh, I'm usually in the recording sessions. The Fun. I'd say about, well, 50% of the instrumentation I usually record myself in, oh, wow. in, in my own studio. Um, and then things that I can't play like like strings and horns and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. I, I get recorded um uh, in, a, in a recording studio and often I'll be there sort of directing and and right. giving feedback and and doing take notes and all that kind of stuff although I just <coughs> did um because of lockdown I just did a session um for a tv show I'm working on at the moment over um over zoom so i was just sat. <laughs> so the musicians that were there mm-hmm. it was only a string quartet so it was quite easy they were in the studio and i was on the other end of the computer giving feedback and notes down zoom which was interesting that's so interesting yeah like putting like musical work make, make making it virtual has been so crazy like writing sessions virtually are so like i've been doing them but it's such a different experience yeah yeah, yeah, it's not quite the same. Yeah, I mean, because like, the energy is missing, yeah. but yes. I, I don't know. It's It's been a weird time. So, like, in film, like, some films have super distinctive themes. Like, we mentioned Harry Potter earlier, but everyone obviously knows, like, the da na 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 whatever that. So, um, what's, like, how's your process different between writing, like, the kind of score background music that is like assisting the mood of a scene versus writing like a theme for something that's supposed to be really heavily associated with the movie or the tv show whatever it is yeah i mean i think that i always try to start with the the theme whether it's Mm -hmm. the 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 title theme if it's over a title sequence or 
or if there's a particular cue or sequence at the beginning mm-hmm. of the first episode or something that really uh, sort of is indicative of what the show is about and the style of the show I always try and attack that first because mm-hmm. you I can't really get my head around it until I've cracked the sound of the show uh, and I yeah. spend a lot of time experimenting with instrumentation and you know tempo and everything just to try and figure out what the right palette of things are for the show mm-hmm. um, and usually I guess usually yeah the, the 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 main theme is is the thing that's cracked first because that then unlocks everything else about the show and then you can dial right, down right. aspects and you can uh, you sort of take elements of that theme and place them in different contexts whether it's you know a fast-paced energy sort of chase scene or whether it's a a romantic scene or something Mm -hmm. and you can work out what elements of that works in those different scenarios so definitely the the theme comes first that's interesting that you said like use the word palette like a palette of like sounds is that kind of what you mean because i i didn't really think that like if someone's like a visual artist and you want to make everything kind of look the same you might pick like a color palette but i guess for like if you have a show, you want it to be cohesive sounding. So do you have like, you like make a catalog of sounds that you're like, these are like these shows sounds. How do you make sure it all sounds similar? I try and work within the constraints of, of well, some constraints, because otherwise things can get overwhelming. So I often mm-hmm, mm-hmm. try to work out, yeah, what, what are my kit of parts that I'm going to use? You know, yeah. What's my drum sound? What's my guitar sound what's what what keyboard instrument am I going to use is it going to be a piano is it going to be a Rhodes is it going to be whatever and so (laughs) and then you find those elements and then you and 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 if they all work well together then you think well these this is sort of the backbone of what I'm working with Mm -hmm. um and that's how you can then go to this cue and go well I'm going to write completely different piece of music here but it's it's gonna feel like in the same world yeah definitely that makes a lot of sense what's the difference between writing for a project and just writing for yourself like just writing music in general yeah work writing i mean writing to picture is very much a a different is a very different craft to, to to writing songs with songs you're just in your own zone and you're just mm-hmm. whether it's with a piano or a guitar you're just you know you're thinking of stuff on your own in a quiet room or wherever it is you write mm-hmm. with writing to picture you're you're responding to something that's you know being given to you you're not in charge really so you're you're making the music work to something else which is an entirely different process yeah. um mm-hmm. So it's nice to do both, to be honest. I really like doing both. <laughs> okay, so that's all our questions. Thank you so much for talking with us. Thank, you for, thank you for coming on the podcast. No it's super interesting. Song of the back. Week and Woman of the <laughs> <laughs> We always laugh at this part. Song of the Week and Woman of the Week. Anik plays Drum Take roll. the Floor. Okay. <laughs> My Song of the Week this week is... I'm like nervous why (laughs) my song of the week this week is little light by lewis watson i don't know it (laughs) you don't so i i think i told you this story but lewis watson is he's like a 
uk-based singer-songwriter and i just this is the no actually that's not the first song but this is a song of his that i love so dearly and like the sentiment behind it is so beautiful like the chorus the ending like the hook of it i guess is Mm -hmm. ever since i found you a little light is breaking through Um. and i'm like oh and I just, I really am a big fan of his songwriting. That album in particular is my favorite. That's the one that I left work early, flew to Baltimore, Maryland, oh, right. went to the concert, and then at four o'clock in the morning, the following morning, flew back and went straight to work just yep. to see that concert. And it was just such like an intimate show that I hold that song so dearly, like close to my heart. Aww. And, um... Yeah, I mean, I don't really have much more to say other than it's just a wonderful song and everyone should listen to it. Okay, will do. My song of the week is On My Own by Shamir. Nice. Who, don't want to like spoil the pod or anything, but Shamir is going to come on the pod in a few weeks. So you'll all get, we're going to ask him, we're going to ask about this song. Shamir's vocals are so interesting. They're like kind of like in a high register, but just like Mm -hmm. very unique vocal style. And the song itself is, it's it's kind of a pop song, but it's kind of like indie rock song also is what I would classify Remember it we as. were talking about how there are so many subgenres there's, of pop. There's subgenres of pop, so I, I think that's what it is. But there's like kind of indie, like very constant guitar. I think mm-hmm. that's what the sound is that I'm hearing. And um, really interesting vocal layers and the song like you can dance to it but i've also just found myself just like sitting and chilling to it in like a weird a weird kind of like a frantic chill state because it's (laughs) not like a chill song but i don't know it's one of the songs that's like versatile and it's also relevant to quarantine because it's called on my own and that's i don't think the song's about quarantine but it it definitely relates if that's what's on your mind any mood we like any versatility Yeah, it really and there's not a lot of songs for me like that usually songs have a very they're associated for me with a very specific mood but this one is truly versatile i feel so yeah on my own by shamir nice great song great picks um my woman of the week is carol king the queen the queen herself so carol king honestly is probably like in my top five biggest inspirations I don't, I don't know how I haven't chosen her earlier, if I might have accidentally have. but We, um, we don't know. Let we us need know. to start keeping a Let list. us know in the comments below if we've said this already. <laughs> but, um, so, So Far Away by Carole King was, like, is one of my, like, favorite songs of all time. And she is just, I feel like, one of the most legendary songwriters. She obviously, like, has her own album out, but she also... She wrote for, like, other people as well that were, like, Mm -hmm. huge pop songs at the time. Mm -hmm. And then she also has, obviously, like, her biggest album that has So Far Away and You've Got a Friend. Like, she wrote You've Got a Friend. She wrote Natural Woman. She wrote Mm -hmm. So Far Away. Like, when you say So Far, like, no, when you just say um, Natural Woman and You've Got a Friend and you're like, what? Like, those are, like... Those are like staples, iconic staples, songs. iconic songs, and so yeah, I just love Carol King. She's always been a big inspo for me, and yeah, I think that's a great pick. You me make every week, me great feel pick. Like, like a, a natural, natural woman. woman. 
so good. That just like takes me back to NYU when um Rebecca, Rebecca played, played it. that. Yeah, yeah, she played it in our class about melodies. Oh, she did. Yeah, and then oh yeah, I remember that so much. I also remember her saying that like our homework was to just go listen to everything like Joni Mitchell ever did. Yeah, yeah, I listened to california when i was like flying to la and i listened to california by Joni i Mitchell. do that all the time yeah california. like i'll listen to songs that have to do with like the where, state or place where i'm going, going. yeah yeah <laughs> when i went to massachusetts i listened to a song called boston there's a song called boston yeah i'll send it to you i actually i like i found it before but like, it's just a song that i like and i was like perfect. oh cool i don't think there are a whole lot of there's well the only Massachusetts song I know is Cape Cod Kwasa Kwasa by um, oh, <laughs> Vampire I Weekend. I know that one. <laughs> Kwasa Kwasa. It's, but Vampire Weekend was like started in Massachusetts. And oh, we, really? We would always listen when we go, like if we vacation in Cape Cod or whatever, we, mm-hmm. would, go, we would listen to Cape Cod Kwasa Kwasa. <laughs> I do that a lot. There's a song called Paris that I listen to every time I go to Paris. A song called Texas I listen to when I go to Houston. Oh, little promo. Now that we're speaking of this, it's really funny that we say like location songs. Yeah. Because, you know, we've been telling you guys that we're in a band, but we're like actually in a band and our EP comes out next month. <laughs> Everyone's like, sure you are. Us, Dream Kid, Dream Kid. Everyone's like, like yeah, whatever. Yeah, well, it's Dream Kid. But like, our. Our EP is called um, The Dream Kid Travel Tapes, and it's all about um, traveling, and each song has a location title, so when you go to those places, you can listen to them and have a song associated with it, and it's coming out really, really soon, like really soon, and it will be promoted on all our social medias and stuff. So exciting. But like, yeah, get freaking ready. I'm so excited to listen. Can I say the names of it? It's not like a secret, is it? I don't think it's a secret. (laughs) I'm so excited to listen to Grenada on my way to Grenada because, oh God, yeah. as you know, Grenada is like my favorite place. And so yeah. to have that as I touch down is going to be magical. It's going to be magical. That's our that's the first single coming off the EP is called Grenada. Woo! Hearing it I'm soon. Excited. We're so proud of it and excited. So our little song baby. Our little song baby. So hopefully you guys give it a little listen. But we'll we'll talk more about that later when it's out anyway who's your moment yes. of the week um so i kind of cheated this week because it's a two-in-one because they're a duo okay but against I think the that rules they're, yeah but <laughs> the thing is that i was gonna highlight one but that was like i just feel wrong only doing one if it's like a duo mm-hmm. and i'm a big fan of collaboration i mean like look at us yeah so me too. i'm a big fan of collaboration so originally i was just gonna start off with britney chai connie but then i was mm-hmm. like she's a part of a singer song well like it's a producing i can't speak english producing songwriting duo okay and they're called nova wave and it's britney chai connie and denisa blue june andrews and they've written for like yeah i mean it's like they're it's like in quotations the chai and blue june so i guess that's like their producer names or like their singer songwriter names and then their actual name and yeah i love chai lattes so Chai and Blue June, and they've written for written for and produced on tracks for Beyonce, Rihanna, DJ Khaled, Whoa. Ariana Grande, Jay Z, Nicki Minaj, Kehlani, and they were signed to Warner Chapel. What? 
How and did like I not know? Yeah, Grammy nom- Grammy award winning and obviously nominated to be able to win. But they're super, super cool. And they're just like behind the scenes killing it. And it's a duo, two girls. And they're just so badass. Like, I think that they're the absolute Whoa. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Wait, have we asked them to be on the podcast yet? I Yeah, I did. But they haven't DM'd me back. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> I emailed and I DM'd and they have not responded. Guys, now you listeners know the behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, they're like, they are honestly so cool. And the more I like dig into looking like into their lives mm-hmm. and who they are, I'm like, what? You guys That's- are just... Sick. and they met and they didn't meet until they were older so they're actually both from florida which is strange this is st- yeah the only good things that come out of florida are these two girls and you i don't um. want to offend other people from florida <laughs> if you live in florida please don't take it personally it's not personal Maybe we cut this out it's just like start wearing a mask okay like so please social distance <laughs> but they are and they're from like northern florida too but i think they met in college oh. one's from like tallahassee and the other one's from like tampa which are like but <laughs> yeah they're super cool i'm pretty sure they met in college they're signed to warner chapel and they are just so cool so so cool like the amount of top 10 hits that they have produced between the two of them yeah. is insane I'm going to have to go research these ladies. You definitely should. Well, so we'll manifest it right now. Guys, Chai and Blue June, come on our podcast. Okay, so if you liked what you heard in this episode and you're listening on Spotify, you can download and follow and like. Actually, can you like the episode on Spotify? I'm not sure. Go fi- find that I out. I think so. Go find that out, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I think you, you guys can. Let, you let us know. <laughs> And if you're listening on iTunes, you can like, no, you can you can follow and you can leave a five star review and a comment. I always struggle with remembering all the things you can do. And if you're listening on SoundCloud, you can like and follow, and you can also leave a comment there if you have any you know things you want to share with us, positive things I you want to share. All of those things. I think you should. Yeah, just take a minute to do all those things. Yeah. If you want to go ahead and. Pull out your phone and open up Instagram. Like you can follow phone. us at Songwriting Saves the World. Pick up the phone, baby. Pick up the phone. You can also go on to Twitter and follow us. It's at Song Saves World. Yeah. Because, you know, you have the to shorter. compromise sometimes. Have, yeah, sometimes you can't get what you want. <laughs> and lastly, if you have a Facebook, and if you don't have a Facebook, tell your parents to go on Facebook. Yeah. And your grandparents. Your grandparents you know that they're on there. Facebook. You know that they're on there. Tell your aunts and uncles to go on Facebook. <laughs> tell them to type up Songwriting Saves the World and hit like. Hit like. Hit like. And if you really, really liked what you heard and you want to support us um, on Patreon, you can go become a patron on our Patreon. And for $4 a month, you get a Songwriting Saves the World laptop sticker. They're so cute. They're pink. They're adorable. They're on our laptops. They're on our laptops. You want to twin with us. And um, you also get extra content from the guests, including song song breakdowns of, like, some of our favorite songs from the guests that we have on explaining how they were written and what the whole process was like and also um song reviews from things listeners send in and just a load of extra content so yeah great stuff thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of song reading saves the world we love you we'll catch you next week catch you next week